Hey, I'm Jennifer Herbitz, and welcome to Doing Relationships Right. Raw, authentic, and insightful, this podcast is a no-bullshit look at all things relationships. The good, the not-so-good, and the what the hell was that? No worries, I've got you, and we'll figure it all out together without taking ourselves too seriously here on Doing Relationships Right. Are you frustrated with online dating? Confused by all the new apps and fancy dating sites? Do you find yourself choosing the wrong person again and again? Well, studies show that hiring a dating coach can maximize your online dating experience. So no worries, I've got you. And I've created a virtual course called Doing Dating Right. It's a five video series that you can complete at your own pace in your own space, right at home. How to write your online dating bio, pick that perfect picture, and so much more. Want more info? Go to my website at jenniferherbitz.com. Again, it's jenniferherbitz.com. Good morning, good morning. This is Doing Relationships Right. I'm Jennifer Herbitz. I'm your host every Tuesday and every Friday. And this Tuesday, I have... I have to calm down. I have I have the most amazing guest with me. I say that every week. I'm like, I have the most amazing... But this is actually... Ashley Wood is here. And Ashley is a co-parenting... I want to say guru, expert, the qu- the queen of, the queen of co-parenting. I'm giving you a new title. Ashley, you're, I'm so glad to have you. Your Instagram feed is like no other. Um, I was Thank just talking you. about you before the show. I, I, every day I get on it and I'm like, how do I do this? How do I become this? Your, con- <laughs> your content is amazing. You are engaging. You are endearing. You, everything about you I have the chills. I don't want to cry. I, I I don't know why I'm crying. I'm getting so emotional. Oh, thank you. As far as co-parenting goes, mm-hmm. listener, listen to me. If you are in a co-parenting, situ- co-parenting situation, you have high conflict, any com- any whatever co-parenting. This is who you need to co. This is it. Ashley Wood is the person you need to be following. Ashley, I'm so honored to have you today. Thank you Thank so you. much, Jennifer. Thank it is an honor to be here. I love your podcast. I love oh. your no-nonsense approach and your honesty and also how that's all wrapped up into so much kindness. Uh, I just, oh, I try. Yeah, I love everything about you. And that was the warmest uh, I just love welcome. You. I just Thank love you. you. I am, my head is like massive right Good. now. It should be, it should be. Because you do, you're just, everyone go when you're done here just go look at instagram and ashley wood but um it's the co- wait it's but it's not it's a co-parenting the conscious co-parent the conscious co-parent so i always get it wrong because yeah. i was i just put in ashley but yeah. um and it pops right up because you're there all the time um but the interesting thing about having you here is that i'm eight years out of a divorce mm-hmm. and my co-parenting situation was a little bit different than most of your followers i think right. um i had a little bit easier of a route so when i have someone like you that's so um just amazing with high conflict divorce and what you do. I am so gr- so grateful to have you. So let's get started. I'm going to be quiet because my listeners are like Jennifer, shut up. We want to get <laughs> we want to get some advice that actually matters. Um, we're going to talk about boundaries today. Boundaries for dating after divorce. Boundaries for co-parenting. Boundaries, just boundaries in general because I don't think I have them. <laughs> 
We're going to find out. And let's if not, do it. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? Yes, we're, we're going to have a lesson today. So let's do uh, it. yeah, just to recap, I'm Ashley Wood. I'm a certified divorce coach and I work with people that are in any stage of the divorce process, whether they're trying to decide whether they should stay or go, they're smack dab in the middle, or they're trying to rebuild this new chapter for themselves afterwards. But what I really specialize uh, in doing, which is what you've already outlined, Jennifer, is working with parents, particularly those who have young children as I have a three-year-old myself. And uh, people typically come to me very overwhelmed by the divorce process. They're feeling hopeless about co-parenting. And their number one concern is how this is all going to impact their children. So as a coach, my role is to help parents regain a sense of clarity for the road ahead um, so that they can make informed choices. They're not being emotionally reactive and they can approach co-parenting with confidence, which uh, most people are like, yeah, right. It's never going to happen. My ex, you've never met my ex <laughs> or my soon to be husband, as you would say. My husband, yeah. right? My husband. And you know, I think that's so important. What you just said, said it's, it's co-parenting with confidence. Yes. I love that because I think that a lot of us were like, what the, what, what are we doing? How do we do this? Like, where do we begin? Where do we start? It is so overwhelming. Absolutely. So it much. is. I mean, I think a lot of people have this misconception because their marriage was, especially if their marriage was quite toxic, their relationship was really unhealthy. And I'm not going to use any types of labels here, but we'll just say, no. you know, difficult people, people who have a tendency yes. to perhaps blame or gaslight. And so when they finally make this massive decision to end the relationship, even when children are involved, they're like, okay, this is terrible, but it's going to get better. I know this in my heart is better for me and better for our kids. And so they're kind of riding a bit of a high in the beginning, like, okay, things are going to change. But if you do not have boundaries and you do not change your role from a couple to now co-parents, you're going to have the same problems, only it's likely to get worse because now you're trying to parent your children from two homes instead of one. And you're also likely going through the divorce process. And depending on which process you choose, that could become very contentious. Uh, and you know when there's so much money uh, on the you know at stake and the relationship you have with your with your children that's just fuel on the fire so boundaries are very important they are and i want to talk about them but i have a quick question to ask you because i think this is very important for my listeners to understand what is the difference between parallel co-parenting and what's the so, other so so there's co-parenting uh which can have a that's what i say yeah which general. can have a, a range of meanings in, in my opinion and then there's parallel okay. parenting so right. most people likely know what co-parenting means. And it's basically, you know, yes, a divorced couple or a couple who has, has separated if they were common law and they decide to uh, jointly raise their children uh, between two homes or they might be nesting, whatever. So basically they're collaborating, they're, they're raising their children in a collaborative way. Parallel parenting could be a temporary or a long-term solution for folks who find themselves in an extremely high conflict, very contentious situation where they're unable to see eye to eye on anything at this time. And so what is best for their mental health and for the well-being of the children is that it becomes this scenario where it's, I 
am the master of my domain, what happens within my home, my rules. And at your home, I respect those are your rules. And communication is very limited. Like perhaps it's only via email, maybe once a month, uh, that's it, or between uh, an attorney or a a neutral third party. And I think it's important that people need to understand that it's not you're not bad because you're parallel parenting and you can't. So I think that people get this negative connotation about this negative, you know, understanding about this parallel and it's not, you don't have to feel bad about yourself, right? You're just, it's just a different type. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So parallel parenting is not failed co-parenting and thank you. Yeah. It's really not. And you're right. There's so much, shame and guilt around that topic. I think it's getting better slowly as there are more um, people are talking about the benefits of parallel parenting. And the reality is that a lot of people, I think most people, at least most of my clients, um, need to go through a period where they parallel parent because things are so contentious in the beginning. And it's very hard to transition from couple to co-parent. So in that period of time where you are on an emotional roller coaster, and so is the other party, and so are your kids, it's giving yourself that time and space to figure out, okay, what is my role now? How do I want to look back on all this? I got to figure out all my stuff. It's giving you time and space to heal and figure out what works, what doesn't work and, and respect the other person enough to give them the same time and space to do that. And you can always change. Of course. You know, once you're, but you don't, it's not, I have clients who are like, well, I, if I start parallel, can I, no, 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 guys, you can change it. You don't have to be stuck in one little Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you do what is right for you. I mean, I I would say that I'm now in a more co-parenting relationship, but for some folks who like do, you know, every holiday together, you know, they're wearing like the matching onesies at Christmas, this big blended family. That is my worst nightmare. I would never do that. So they might look at my situation and say, well, no, that's more parallel parenting. What matters most is, are you at peace? And are your children happy and thriving for the most part? It, you okay. know, do what you need to do to limit the amount of conflict because that's what hurts kids the most agree, throughout the divorce agree. process. Agree. I have another question. Yeah. We're going off the rails yeah. here, but I just have so many questions for you because I think it's important for my listeners to understand. What if one parent, I'm sure you get this all the time, what if one parent is like, I can do this, I want to co-parent, I, we can handle it, and the other parent's like, hell to the no, I'm not doing it. What do you do at that point? Who makes that decision? Who's who calls it? So you're right. This does happen a lot. And what I often see, and I think this is kind of where you're going with this, is that you have when there's been a particularly difficult relationship and again, quote unquote, difficult personalities involved, there is the one person who is maybe going to therapy and is getting support and is really wanting to do things in a child centered way. And they're like, I'm willing to communicate with you. Let's work together. Let's do everything for the benefit of the children. And the other side might even agree, but then their actions do not. Exactly, actually. Exactly. uh, Yeah, do not match their words. Yeah. And that is so, (sighs) that's so hurtful and difficult. And you just get in this, this place of despair and hopelessness. But the good news is that you can support your children and move forward in a positive way, regardless of what is going on on the other side. And that is essentially what a, a boundary is. That's so perfect. Yeah. So as nice a co- segue right there. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. We're going to yes. bring we're going to wrap this around. Circle it back. There we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, as a coach, I, I very rarely give advice, I try to help support and empower my clients to make decisions that are in line with their goals and, and um, how they want to move through the process. But what I would say for the purposes of this podcast in terms of advice is that if you are finding yourself feeling hopeless, feeling angry and resentful and basically like, what the hell, I'm giving it my all here and I'm getting nothing in return, you need to consider what your bigger goals are. And most of the time, especially with parents, it's of course I want to support my kids. Okay. So you can still do that, but we need to change we need to change the middle part. So we need to stop trying to engage the other person because that is creating conflict and the conflict is not helping us support our kids. So we need to go into a more parallel situation. This is when I, I would recommend parallel parenting, at least temporarily. What happens at their house happens at their house. You need to focus on your own positive parenting skills. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Okay. So boundaries. Yes. Let's talk about it. First of all, can you define what exactly, I think people, this is the first problem, is that people have different ideas of what a boundary actually is. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So common misconceptions, just to start, people um, will think that a boundary is asking for permission or trying to talk something out with the other person, or they will put up a wall. And a wall is not a boundary either. So let's, okay. yeah, do. so, and I've, I've fallen into this trap many times myself. I would say two thirds of my life, I, I spent putting up walls with people. If you wronged me, that was it. I cut you out. I never talked to you again. You're dead to me. And the sad thing about that is like, we're all human yes, and we all yes, make mistakes. Yes. And some people you do need to love from a distance. But if every time somebody crosses you and you just cut them off, you're not you're not maintaining connections with right. people. So it's not, I mean, you you do you boo, but it's not you the best you way boo. to go. I love it. You do like you boo. You. I love it, Ashley. Okay, go. Yes. <laughs> okay, so boundaries are really a guideline um, or a limit that would outline a reasonable or acceptable way for another person to behave towards you. And part two, okay. how you will respond when someone exceeds those limits. Okay. So we can talk about, yeah, so that's that's a lot. So I let's pick that apart. Yes. Why do we need boundaries? Let's back up a bit. We need boundaries because they protect our needs and they help us to have healthy relationships. So again, maintain connection with others, even if it's from a loving distance. Um, being clear about your boundaries basically says, you know, I have respect for both of us, and this is what I'm willing to do. This is the work that I'm willing to put in, regardless of what you're doing over there, to ensure our relationship is healthy and safe and to ensure that, at the very least, the relationship I have as a self, as a human in this world, that I'm feeling healthy and safe. And without boundaries, which we've already talked about and established, you'll know that you're lacking boundaries in uh, life or your relationship with others if you're feeling constantly angry, if you're feeling disrespected by somebody, if you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling really taken advantage of, my clients will say that all the time. Oh you know, they're yes. just take, you know, I've done this, this, and this, and they just, they don't give a shit. And oh, sorry, I don't know if I can. Of course. Oh, do you know what? But, you're okay. on my podcast, girl. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> my, I thought my, I'd heard you swear oh, yes. on yours, but my, my, listeners, yeah. my listeners are like, why isn't she swearing? Is this a, this is G rated? What's going on? No, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I, I can, right I place. can let it, you're let it good. Flow let it go. 
Yeah. And then obviously when we're feeling angry or we're feeling sad and burnt out, we're going to feel some discomfort at the very least. We're going to have arguments with people. Um, or if you're like me from the past, uh, you're going to have disconnection. You're not going to feel like you have these loving um relationships where you feel, uh, you know, supported and that you're able to give support in a healthy way where you're not always burnt out. So one example that um, I would use to just really simplify what a boundary is and what a boundary isn't. Let's say you are standing near somebody that you know, and they start throwing rocks at you. They start throwing rocks at your head. Okay. So a common mistake that people would make would be to come, you know, a client comes to me and says, well, you know, this, they've been throwing rocks at my head and I've tried to explain to them, I don't like when you do this. It hurts. You've got to stop. Can't you see you're hurting me? I cry. It doesn't matter if I cry, if I yell, they don't care. They don't give a shit. Okay. Again, you're asking for permission. And the whole point of a boundary is to assert your, you need to clearly assert your needs to the yeah. other person. It needs to be known because if you're not communicating it, we can't read minds. Absolutely. So, That's what I tell say, my clients. For God's sake, yeah. just say it right. Right? Yeah. We, yes. Yeah. Not a mind reader. No. No, no. Um, and then, so you're clearly asserting what your needs are and you're doing so in a way that if they do not respect those needs, you're, you're going to take action so that you are safe and you feel good regardless of, you know, their willingness to participate or cooperate with you. So what you might do in this throwing rocks at the head is, I don't know if I went, went with this it's example, perfect. but I love it. I, yeah. it's working for me. It's working. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so what you might do first to clearly assert yourself would be to say, um, I don't like when you do that. It hurts when you do that. So I'm actually, I'm going to take a few steps away while you, to give you some time to stop doing that. And then you wait and you see what happens. So there is sometimes a a bit of back and forth to test things, especially if you're, you know, in this situation where perhaps most people, you were married, there are very few boundaries, and now you're transitioning to co-parents and you need to start setting boundaries. You can't expect that you're just going to start asserting these needs and the other person is going to be like, okay, yep, no problem. That's fine. That's fine. They're probably going to be like, what the hell? This (laughs) used to be okay. Now it's not. Why not? There's going to be some pushback. So if there is, if they continue to throw rocks and I mean, this is like a safety concern. So if someone's actually throwing rocks at you, you need to to leave. But, you know, in a co-parenting situation, you still need to communicate with this person. You can't just leave. And so you might put a helmet on. You might give yourself even more space. You adjust as necessary so that they're no longer those rocks are no longer hitting no you. No longer hurting you. Does that yes, make sense? Of course. Of course it does. Okay. And we have the same thing when I'm dating coach, when I coach with my, you know, same thing. Yeah. So I'm glad I was doing that. I, I, I'm, yes. I'm good with the bunch. But yes, I'm fine. It's just, it's, I do agree with you because it's so hard. It is. Because you, and especially when you're, when you have kids involved, like dating is different, but like when you have kids involved, well, unless you're dating with kids and you're with, you know, I get it, but it, it's just, it's so frustrating because Oh, I, I have so many friends that are going through this right now. And I just, I'm just, I just, they need to come to you. I'm going to send them to you. Oh, thank you. And so I think it's important to say that, um, like, yes, boundary setting is not easy. I don't think this is a skill that we're necessarily just born with. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that we have to learn. And hopefully our, our parents teach us along the way. I didn't learn about boundaries until I went through my I own either. separation. Um, I didn't yeah. Either. And I think that's, that's the case for most people. So hopefully, you know, as parents ourselves, we'll be changing that for the next generation. I'm trying. Um, but one of the main reasons why people 
fear boundaries or they start to set a boundary and then they back down is because they're fearful of the boundary backlash, which would be the other person's negative reaction. So even if that's just some judgment or some pushback, and I mean, I'm sure you discuss this with clients, like if it's a new partner and you have clearly articulated your needs and what you want in a relationship and they're shitting all over it or they're gaslighting you or they just don't seem to care, or even if they just don't get it, red flag, red flag, red yeah, flag, right? Bye-bye. Run. Yeah. Right. 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 It's totally, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, like sometimes even when you're dating and they, and they want to meet your kids. Yes. And you're like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. You know, it's six months or it's a year, whatever you whatever you decide the yeah. boundary is. And they keep yeah. pushing. Why? Why? No, 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 no. I said no. The answer is yeah. no. And they keep pushing. Well, what if, why not? I'm like, no, but yes. And, and like, what? And what you just said there, that piece, you know, where you're kind of like, I don't even need to give you an answer. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Somebody who cares about you and respects you and is going to continue to treat that way treat you that way in a relationship, they're not going to push and push and push. They're going to hear, oh, wow, it hurts this person or this person is not ready and I want to support you. And that's healthy connection. And, you know, if it's your, so if, if you're dating, you might choose, okay, you know, ciao, see you later. It was fun while it lasted. If it's your ex, (laughs) yeah, get the scissors out. Snip, snip. Didn't make the cut. Um, (laughs) You're going to call Jennifer. I, yeah, get me connected with somebody (laughs) new. (laughs) Help me. Um, But if it's your ex and you, and you're, you know, tied to this person one way or another for at least, I mean, people say, you know, 18 years, but it goes beyond that because your kids are going to get married and maybe have kids and yeah, right. It's a lifetime. It's till death do us part truly. Um, right. Yeah. It sure is. So it may mean that you just need to continue to assert these boundaries, maybe adjust the boundary um, while they hopefully adjust to what is no longer acceptable. If you are dealing with somebody with a personality disorder who's truly, you know, under one of those labels, which we're not going to go into today, um, then you, you should really get some support to help keep you recharged for the road ahead because it will get better, but it's always going to be a challenge and and you need to look after your own mental health in that case. If co-parenting during a pandemic taught us anything, it's that you need proof your kids are safe. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the no-nonsense system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Do divorce right and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep your kids safe, happy, and well-adjusted. To download the guide, Five Non-Negotiables for Embracing a New Normal that I developed with Soberlink, visit www.soberlink.com backslash DRR. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What happens when you put up a boundary? Mm-hmm. And I know the answer, but you're going to tell my listeners. What happens when you put up a boundary and they don't, it's not kept and the children are actually involved. So like, let's say the the kids are staying at, you know, they're whatever the, I'm not talking, hello, Jennifer, start over. The kids are at the the co-parent's house, at your your ex's house. And you say like, let's say you're parallel parenting or you're co-parenting, whichever, and the kids are affected. 
So does that make sense? Yes, Something it does. Something happened. So yeah, what, do, what, what I can do think do? of an example, first of all. Go for it. Okay, so yes. just to clarify for listeners, I know what you're talking please, about. Please. I think, let's make sure. So yeah. a big one that I see, um, people will split and they'll sometimes have a conversation about a mutual agreement, whether that's in mediation and it's like a formal, written into their parenting plan, yes. or it's yes. just you know a handshake of, okay, we're both gonna date, we're gonna see new people, but before yep. we introduce them to the kids, we're gonna introduce them to each other and we're gonna make sure that everybody's getting along and it's all good. And then guess what? <laughs> Your kids come back and say- like, We met so-and-so, yeah. she's really funny, she gave us ice cream. Yes, yes, yeah. And you are you are raging at that point. Uh-huh. We had this agreement. Yes. How dare you? You don't care about our kids. You're so selfish. Right. You're just like you were in our marriage. Yeah. So what do, is that the type of situation that Absolutely. you're referencing? What, bingo. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. Right. Okay. So in this situation, first of all, I want to acknowledge, I understand how upsetting that is. And it is really difficult to work through your emotions. But Again, if we go back to what are our needs and our bigger goals here, what is the big picture? And if we go back to, I want to support my kids to the best of my ability. And I also want to be able to look back on this stage in my life, in this particular instance, with a sense of dignity and pride that I acted in ways that, that were aligned with my core values and who I am when I'm my best self. So we're not going to react right away. We're not going to send Which that text. It's so hard, isn't it's it? So hard. So hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you write that out and you send it to a friend yes, or a coach like you and I. Um, you know, you get it out. You you know, setting boundaries doesn't mean that you just stuff your emotions down. You need to handle no. those, but in an appropriate way and in a way that keeps you aligned with, with these goals. So depending on the relationship that you have with your co-parent, you may want to address this with them through a conversation in a respectful way. Um, So that might be over email. And I have lots of tips on my uh, social media page about templates for how to construct an email in an assertive manner that is not emotionally reactive. So you may address like, listen, I know that this was our agreement. I understand that the children have met your new partner. I will continue to, you know, uphold our agreement should I, should a significant other become significant enough that I want to introduce them, I will still be following that plan. Um, Moving forward, I hope that we can continue to uphold all of our other commitments as co-parents who love and want to, you know, support our children, something like that, okay, if you really need to address it. Send something like that and whoosa, deal with your emotions with, in a safe space, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And then yeah. if you are concerned about this new person and their involvement and I have to meet this person, I'm really, I, this might go against what a lot of people say about how you know how you should meet the new partner. I ask mm-hmm. clients like, what are you hoping to gain in that meeting? Like, I mean, when I met my ex's new partner, it was like, it went well. I mean, this is my gig, what I do. So I went in prepared, but I wasn't any further ahead in terms of like really what I knew about her or our friendship or how amicable things, right? You don't, you you just, you don't. No, it's, it's, it's almost better to just, especially in the beginning, if you're still really emotional, don't don't push the meeting. 
don't do that. No, don't push. I I agree with you 100. I'm like, get on social media and stop yeah. her. I don't really need <laughs> I don't need to meet the woman. But yeah. I'll tell you, I was even more recently, like, I mean, I'm, I'm so impulsive. I'm like, what do you mean about that? I'm like, I'm horrible. <laughs> my husband is like, Jennifer, this episode's hilarious because you did everything wrong. Everything I did so wrong. much wrong too. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah. much wrong. And now eight years later, I'm like, oh, my my poor child. But it's funny because now we're best friends and like he goes on a date. I fix him up Amazing. with people. Amazing. I think about it. We do. I mean, we, he's but he's definitely like, Jennifer, you are off yeah. the rails, girl. You're off the rails. So you get to help pick who, oh, oh this is amazing. Oh, absolutely. And the, the craziest thing about it is that most of the women who he goes out with that I fix them up with are like, they have no problem with me at the beginning. They're like, oh, Jennifer, you're the best. I love that you wrote two books. I love that you're a dating coach. Oh, I love that you're... And then like, you know, two or three weeks in, they're like, why do you talk to Jennifer oh, so much? Oh, no. You know, and then Mark's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is... It. But, just, okay, there's a know. red flag. Right? Yeah, there's... Right, exactly. That's right. And that's what the, he'll say to them yeah. right off. You know, like, you need to know Jennifer does this and she's in yeah. my life and she's my best friend. And then they're all fine with it until, you know, two months in. And then he's like. And you know what? <laughs> the thing is, if someone can't meet your, fulfill your needs, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person like these other women, you know, no. right? It's just, it's, there's, right. there's someone for everyone and you will find somebody who's not just willing to, to help you in that way, but they right. want to. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I wanted to, I want him to meet someone that, that I like and that likes my kids and that loves him. Like, I, I don't want yeah. him to be alone because I, I care about him. So like, you know, people are like, oh, this is nuts, but you know, but so I have yeah, another yeah, question. Do you mind? Oh, and sorry, just to wrap up, can I just add this? Cause I think yes, this please. is a big piece where people are like, well, yes, please, if, please. okay. So we're not really talking about it. It can't really be addressed. I can't change it. I'm not going to meet this person. How can I ensure that my kids are safe and how can I support That's them? That's the next question. If, that was my next was question. it? Okay. And if my kid's yes, coming yes. to me and is maybe upset about this. That was my next question. Oh, was actually. It? Okay. Like the, yeah. So if the kid comes to you and says, mom, I, you know, I met this and yes, that's mm-hmm. my next question. Mm-hmm. So again, you need to, you know, your relationship with your former partner, Betty, better than anybody else. So let, I, I think it's best to assume, you know, communication is not really an option uh, just for the purposes of this podcast. Cause I think that's very sure, common, sure. right? Yes. Or you can try yes. to talk things out, but it always ends up in an argument. What to do instead. A lot of common concerns uh, for for kids, particularly younger kids, toddlers, and even preteens and early adolescents has to do with safety. And the reality is that kids with divorced parents are at a higher risk for things like sexual abuse. And so if yeah. And, and that's my biggest concern. That was always same here, same here. And I know for my ex, it was too, as I'm like, I guess there's just, you know, more stigma around me being yes, with a male partner. Yes. Um, sure. and it's not always because of the, they're at a, it's at a higher risk because there are new partners involved, but they're just, there are more people around your kids in general. If you've got yes. babysitters yes. or you've got people coming in to help. And also the parents are less connected. They're not talking as much. So your child, your children's needs may slip through the cracks or the signs that were there all the, all the time may have been missed because neither party is as attuned to their child's needs and, and they're missing the, the differences in behavior. So the good news is that like with everything else that I help coach clients through, you can still protect your child 
um, without any involvement from the other side. Certainly, if you do see these like red flag behaviors, and I won't go into all like a big thing about, you know, sexual abuse prevention, you want to address that and get the resources that you need. But things like having open and honest communication with your kids, um, reading books, having different sources of media, uh, movies, and this goes beyond that category. So let's say your child comes to you and says, like, I'm feeling really upset because when I go over there, this other person's over there and they're getting all the attention. And that is really tough. That's really hard. It is so tough. So one of it the is. best things that you can do for your child in that moment is to actively listen, be attuned to their needs, be prepared to hear some difficult stuff, and not have your first reaction be to, I need to fix this problem. And I know this is really hard, and I'm a parent too, and I struggle with this on the daily, but... <sighs> sometimes the best ways that we can support our children is to help them figure things out on their own and to just simply listen and be present and have empathy and say, this is really hard. And if I was in your shoes without bad mouthing or denigrating the other yes, parent, please, but, please. Thank you. Yeah, for saying, yes. But you know, Hey, yes. I see you and I know this is hard and I want you to know that I love you. Your other parent also loves you. Can you think of a time in your own life where maybe something changed for you and you were focused on something and you forgot about something else? Like these are this, you know, we're all humans doing so our good. best. So, good. so those types of conversations, I could go on and on about that, but basically focusing on your own positive parenting skills. And again, these are not like our, our, reaction, our instinct would be to react and to fight and to protect. And so these are not, these are not instinctual things that you need to be doing to support. Right. So you it's really important to get to... help to figure out what you need to do if you're unsure. And it's okay if you don't know, because I didn't know before I had help. Yes. And if I can tell you this too, as your kids mm -hmm. get older, um, teenage years, they start to fend right. for themselves. Um, you'd be surprised. So like my, as my kids got into their teenage years, even 14, 15, 16, they started to, to say how they felt out loud to my, my husband's wow. partner okay. that he was dating at the time. So if he didn't like something or they didn't like, or they felt a certain way, they would just say, you know, miss so-and-so and miss mm -hmm. Laura, I'll make it up. Miss Laura, that hurt my feelings. Or I don't like the Amazing. way you know, they actually felt. Yes. Because I've, they're, they're very in tune with their own their own feelings and their own emotions. And um, once, one time my ex-husband did something or the girl he was dating did something that was completely just blue. What I, you can't even imagine. And Jonah said to, he pulled my, my ex aside and said, I'm, I'm leaving because I don't like the way that she just, what she just said wow. and how she handled herself. Wow. And he got in his car and he drove to my house. So you know what? Sometimes they, they do, they take care of themselves. And when he got here and he told me, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Look, Jennifer, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. You know what? And it actually, my ex-husband ended up calling me and saying, I can't believe what just happened here. What wow. do I do? How do I handle this? Because my girlfriend just said something to our kid that was inappropriate. And I'm like, because oh. you know what? It's like, so they work it out. Sometimes they just they do work it out. She's not yeah. with yeah. us, but she gone. You know. She gone, but yeah. yeah. She's she gone. She's gone. And like, you know, seriously within a week, she was. And that's was amazing. It, and I mean, kudos to you and also to your husband that you have parented your, your children in a way to, to be in tune with their feelings and to feel confident and empowered yeah. enough to assert that and to assert their own boundaries. Like that's amazing. As a teenager, yeah, right. amazing. 
oh my gosh, he was 16. Wow. He was, I was just like, whoa, John. He was very yeah. kind. He wasn't rude. He just said, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying and I'm, I'm going, I'm going to step out, you know, and it was- That was like, is amazing. Okay. You know, so so it does, it, it, I think, you know, it's, you're right. It's the way that we stop and we listen. And then I just, I listened to him telling me the story and I didn't Good react. for was, you. Also good for you. Oh, I yeah. was, I was not okay when my ex-husband <laughs> called. I was like, well, what are we doing here? And he's like, but he was upset you're as well. You're both so in we a what the F pretty, moment. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. And, 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 and the just what to the, yes, add exactly. one other small yes. tidbit here, please, if you please. are finding that you are going to be emotionally reactive in that moment, which I think all of us would be, it's totally understandable. It's okay to, again, another personal boundary for yourself, say to your kid, I want to talk to you more about this. This is a, definitely of concern, yes. you know, a concern of mine. I want to, I want to work through this with you. I may not be able to change it, but we're going to have a conversation. I need a moment to just cool my jets. And I can see that my you favorite. also might need a moment. So Let's go watch some Netflix for 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And then we're going to come back to this and we're going to figure this shit out. Uh, well, you're not going to say this shit out to your kid. Maybe it. you are, depending on their age. Oh, I, I have it's a three-year-old. Okay. My kids are so, like, mom, yeah. my kids are I like, will oh, at one point. Oh, you cannot. I <laughs> used to <too>. go. <laughs> I used to go on my front porch. I used to be like, mommy needs a timeout. And I would walk outside and on the front porch and sit there. My kids are like looking out the window like, what are you doing, mom? What are you doing? I said, I need a timeout. I'm on the front. Leave me alone. My God. Uh, I said this morning, we, as you know, (laughs) outside of this podcast, it's been, it's been a month for me. And I said to my husband, in front of my husband and my kid this morning, I am one person. (laughs) I am one person. I can only do one thing at a time. (laughs) Terrible. But you're like, I just can't. But meanwhile, if you looked at your, if if you, everyone looks at, at Ashley's um, Instagram feed, you are, I don't know how you do it. It is the most, it's like, oh, honestly, like watching Netflix, you. your, your Instagram feed. I mean, it re, you're so young and so vibrant. I mean, I just, everything about you and your, I was saying this before, you're just oh, endearing and I love it. And you're, you're the way that you handle yourself and carry yourself. And it's just, and it's not condescending. So that's another thing too, I think is really important is when you're working with a coach is that you not only vibe with them, but that you, you don't, you're just approachable. So anybody who is in this co-parenting world, if you need a coach, Ashley, you are just, I just hope that I know that you're so, you're busy and you have so many millions. I don't, can't imagine how many clients you have. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think you're fantastic. Did we touch on everything? I, We've been here forever. I feel so bad. It's, oh my no, God, it's kept okay. you forever. I'm yeah, at the I mean, we could go on and on forever. about boundaries, oh my gosh. you know, for days. So yeah, but I think we touched on a lot of important points and a lot of common concerns, right? That both okay, you and I hear good. from clients. These are tough yes. subjects and, uh, and, and I think it's just important for people to go through this process for, with some empathy for their ex and where they're at in their process. And then also, um, some empathy for yourself and just every time you're facing a challenge, look at it and say, this is hard and I'm doing my best and I'm just going to keep taking small steps forward. Um, I just want to say that cause this is, you know, we're, we we joke a lot and I, you know, I'm bubbly on my feed, but this stuff is really hard. And, uh, if you're in the middle of it right now, you know, I see you, I feel you, I've been there myself and, uh, you can, you can get through it. And, when you develop some of these communication tools and you learn how to set healthy boundaries, 
my God, like I'm not a big silver linings type of person, but those are skills that will serve you so well moving forward in your life and will help you to have a way better connected relationship with yourself and with others. So there's yeah. your soundbite, girl. We just got your soundbite. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> but before you go, I want you to talk about this program that you yes. just dropped. Can you do that for me? Yeah. So I just launched with my podcast co-host and my uh, my other beloved uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Sanders, who is a family law mediator here in Ontario, Canada. We have launched Total Divorce Care, and it's a dual services package. So it's uh, targeted towards newly separated uh people and or parents. You don't need to have kids, um, but obviously I do a lot of co-parenting work as well. So it's a great package for, uh, for parents. Um, and we help guide you through the separation process. So division of assets, your parenting plan, uh, conflict resolution, we build you, we, you know, you're obviously getting your separation agreement in a cost-effective way with Jennifer. Um, but then you're also developing the tools and skills that you need to take with you beyond this process. Because another mis big misconception about divorce is that once you get that, the paperwork, then bing, bang, boom, you're good to go. And and if you have kids, that's really not the case and conflict can just continue. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I'm really passionate uh, about helping people in this way. I know Jennifer is too. And if you're interested in learning more about that, head over to Instagram or my website. Awesome. 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 So everything's going to be in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Your podcast, tell the name of your podcast. It is Split the After Ever After podcast. And we need to have you on. Wait, how come I didn't know that? Um, I am not doing the best job of promoting it. <laughs> you are not. I know. You are not. You're too big. You need to do a reel about that. Oh my God. I didn't even know that. Did I? I'm cannot believe that I didn't know you had a podcast. Yes, we... I'm ashamed we, of myself. No, don't be. We started it last year, but it was a slow start oh, okay. and we're really building now. We just started season two. We only did like 20 episodes for season one. So we're... That's a lot. Yeah. Awesome. So we're we're really ramping things up now, but it's great. We've we've got some awesome uh, guests lined up and we would really good, like to have good. you on as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would be honored. Okay, great. I would be my pleasure. Great. My pleasure. Let me know and I'll be... Oh, I would love it. Okay, Ashley. Well, everything's going to be in the show notes. Um, we're going to find everything so you can find Ashley. And you're just, I'm, this is fabulous. Thank you. I loved this, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I oh, adore so your welcome. podcast and I adore oh, you. So and this was just I really did, fun. Did. So thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad it was easy, easy peasy. Yeah. And everybody, you know where to find me, jenniferhervitz.com or Instagram or Pinterest. Or, I don't know. I'm all over the place, but whatever. So everyone do something fabulous for yourself. Um, it's Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know what you can do, but do something, do something great. Meditate or yoga or, and if you need to find Ashley, you know where to do it. Um, and that's it. Peace, love, and truth. You guys have a great, great, wonderful afternoon. Bye. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Doing Relationships Right. Don't forget, if you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast episodes and grab my books, One Happy Divorce and Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda on Amazon, Target.com, or my website, JenniferHerbitz.com. As usual, thanks for listening and see you next week. Peace, love, and truth.